Round Guy Radio, now on Patreon. And you can get merch there too now. We got Round Guy Radio coffee cups, Round Guy Radio t shirts, Round Guy Radio stickers. And we've got a great episode for you as Round Guy goes to the Iowa Cubs game and talks to his old friend, Sam Burnaby, the general manager of the Iowa Cubs. Thanks for listening. Round Guy, the podcast. Uh, we are blessed uh, this afternoon to have with us as our guest. The general manager of the Iowa Cubs, who's been in that position since before God left Omaha, <laughs> Sam Burnaby. Sam, good uh, afternoon, and thanks for taking a moment or two to visit yeah, with us. Great to see you, Ron. Okay. Welcome to the park. I, I, I live an hour southeast of here now. Yeah, okay. I got in a car accident here a while back, and so I'm kind of getting over that. Good. So I'm not here as often, uh, and especially throughout the season, as I would like to be, but uh, I am here today and i tickled to be here you get, you get credit for the weather that's how that works well i like to think so yeah absolutely uh, you need to thank for that yeah we'll take we'll give you full credit now we've only got a couple of more days with which to enjoy a ball game here are we not tomorrow's it yeah tomorrow, is that it you got a nooner tomorrow and we're done for the season now because i haven't followed you like i used to where are you at in relation to postseason What's what well, the iCubs been up to? We've been out of it for a while. Uh-oh. Oops. Oops. Yeah, no, we've been out of it a while. You know, the the problem is is that we're in the transition period at the big league level, and so everything is transient. We had we got a lot of lot of commuter, uh, uh, commuters back and forth between Chicago and Des Moines. Uh, the, you know, there's no continuity to our team. Just about every lineup we ran out there from April 1st to. First of July was somebody different. You know, the pitching changed a lot. And then we had this, the midsummer trades and new guys coming in and new guys, you know, old guys going out and guys get called up. And so it's just, it's tough at this level to gain any continuity. And when you don't have that continuity, it's pretty tough to win at, at a consistent pace. And you've always kind of had that problem, too, hasn't Sure, that's what AAA baseball is. It's, you, know, you get that every every time you step on the field at the level, AAA level. You know, there's not nearly as much movement at the double-A level, and there's hardly any movement at the class-A level. The young kids are, you know, just getting their feet wet, learning how to play, learning how to be a professional, and learning the business of the game, and so they're there. And then the the double-A level is you're a little more prospect-oriented. You know, you're thinking about uh, the business of the game, and, you know, you know what you need to do on a day-in and day-out basis, but you're still not moving around much. Then you get to the AAA guys, and you got guys that are coming down from the big leagues trying to stay in the game. you got guys coming through trying to get to the big leagues. That's prospects. you got guys just hanging on. They're six-year, seven-year, eight-year free agent guys that signed for 15000 a month just to keep playing. So there's a blend of all that, but it's a constant movement. We'll have, we'll have 180 transactions between uh, uh, Des Moines, Chicago, and, and the AA Club uh, in Knoxville this year. So that, that's how that's how much transit. Well, and what a lot of fans don't realize is that that kind of transition, that kind of uh, that kind of uh, move this guy here, move that guy there, that type of thing. If you pick up a if you pick up a a, a, a program from an A league team, there are very few, if any, guys you're going to see from that roster in the major leagues. Right. You can go to a double A and even a triple A uh, program and look at a group of names. And many of them will not make it to the to the uh, major league. Speak yeah. to that. What's the percentage 
of guys that want to go to the majors, sure. which is everybody, and those that actually make it. I don't know what the current statistic is, but I, uh, for a long time I did know that it was one out of about every 10,000 kids drafted. Uh, made it from the time they signed, made it to the big leagues. So, but that's that's probably a statistic that's uh, ten years old, maybe maybe more. But that's how many people come into the game that never, you know, most of the kids that were playing at the rookie level and the low A level weren't weren't making it out of those levels. So yet, you get, if you got one to move forward, then it's probably a success for the organization. Uh, and then if they developed and spent two years at the double A level and then moved to a to a triple A level eventually and then developed the big league club, you know that's that's very very few people. And when you think about only having 800 major league players at a time uh, at that level, yet there's four five thousand you know professional players playing, uh, your odds aren't very good. No, no, they're not. You got to be really good to play this game. And yet. There are still some those of uh, those that slip through the cracks, and, and the two better examples I can come up with, Don Mattingly was a very late round draft pick oh, yeah. for the Yankees. Yeah, sure. You got you got your share of guys that, that are that are late drafters that had great success. Mark Grace is another great example. A thirty third round pick for the for the Cubs, and ended up has a franchise record for doubles. Career doubles. Mike Piazza, yeah. Hall of Famer. Uh, was a it was a gift draft. Yes, on the, the part of his uncle Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, yeah uh, and yet then there are those who are highly touted, kind of labeled as can't miss, and you never hear of them. We had one uh, Ty Griffin. It's a great example for us. He was uh, our third. We were the third pick in the draft in maybe eighty nine ninety. Uh, and and uh, he was a three-time All-American at Georgia Tech. Played on the Olympic team. Uh, Two-time Golden Spikes winner, college player of the year. You know, uh, can't miss pick and couldn't get out of the double-A level because he couldn't hit a curveball. Brooks Kieschnick is a name that comes to mind. Yeah, he might have been up there with the big club Cubs for a cup of coffee or two. But, but you know, Brooks had a great career as a dual player. You know, he didn't. He had some time at the big leagues as a hitter. But he actually had quite a bit of time as a, a relief pitcher. You know, when he came, he had, his arm was so good that he, they were wasting it at first base. Well, he played all those years at first base, not throwing day in and day out as a pitcher. So he had a great arm at the end of his career. So he actually extended his career uh, to, to uh, he pitched for the Brewers for a number of years out of the, out of the bullpen. Yeah, this is a, it's a funny game. And, and yet uh, so many people just love baseball, yeah. as did I. I, I think I may well qualify for one of those uh, uh, labels of can't miss and then didn't make it, guys. You know, that's something like that. <laughs> that's something like that. Uh, Me too. How's that? Uh, yeah, there you go. A lot of us. But with that said, uh, I know your son has embarked on a career in baseball. Yeah, he's, uh, and I always like to ask you where he at, is at. What's, what's he up to? He's currently in Jupiter, Florida. He works for the Marlins and the Cardinals. He's uh, the he's the Class A general manager for the Miami Marlins uh, uh, Florida State League team, the Jupiter Hammerheads. And then he works in the, uh, both the Cardinals and the Marlins play out at his facility, and so they both play their spring training games there. So he's the assistant general manager for the facility during the spring training. So he's kind of a dual role between the Cardinals tomorrow and down the floor. And so he would run into Don Mattingly now and then? Uh, he would have, yeah, at one point, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I've got a buddy of mine. He's a, uh, I coached him in baseball years and years ago. He's a cop in Iowa City right now. His daughter married Pablo Lopez of the Marlins, and, and he's got some heat on him. He's at the trade deadline. There were those that thought he might end up in uh, Yankee uniform. Start on. Yeah, time. Nick spent some time in the Dominican as well with the commissioner's office and learned, you know, got to got to really understand those guys and, and he has a few of those guys in his organization right now that he actually scouted for the commissioner's office when he was down there. So it's kind of a nice tie for him sure. between the Marlins and the Cardinals and being down in that part of the Well, when I was here on a pretty regular basis, I used to watch him during BP running around the outfield yep. shagging flies. He was uh, he's 20 turned 28 years old a couple of days wow. ago and, and uh, he's got 28 years of background in him. So <laughs> he comes by honestly I guess. And you one day the, you get the DNA I suppose that's what happens. Well that's what I was going to say he may one day take take your job here as a GM. I kept, I kept trying to coax him that way. He, he didn't want to come back to work for me at any time so I won't see him. Well he's going to wait till you're gone. He'll, he'll run something that I'll be a part of at some point I'm sure. And he's coming Oh, and yeah, every day for advice, too. Actually, we talk quite often about baseball and operations and what he does and how he does it. Well, I don't know if he'd remember the round guy, but if, if he does, you tell him I said hello. Sure and Sam, we thank you for your time. We know you're gonna let you got a lot, ton of obligations here, and and uh, you still have your office facing the sun. I still have it. Still so you got. I told you a hundred years ago, all those autographed baseballs you had would would be t- turned white. Yep. You left them out in the sun. Yep. Does that happen? No, no, no. I got them right where they were supposed to be. Where, all right, so you can read all of them? You can read them all. Okay. Yep. Sam, thanks so much for your time. Sam Burnaby, GM of the Iowa Cubs. The Iowa Cubs.